Welcome to the ABM Conversations Podcast. The number one podcast for B2B marketers wanting to explore timeless account-based marketing strategies to drive revenue, customer engagement, retention, and everything that makes sense to both marketers and sales folks. No more fluff. No more vanity metrics. Live from India. Made for the world. And now your hosts, Yog and Manish. Is getting your content dead or is it alive? And if it's alive, should you get your content or not? That is going to be the topic of our episode today at the ABM Conversation Forecast. This is your host, Manish Nepal. And this is me, Yagneshwaran Ganesh. So it's uh, 2020, right? And uh, a lot of people today are saying that uh, content gating is dead. So that's what we're going to be discussing. But if you look at the larger perspective, um, you know, it in fact uh, reminds uh, both Manish and me uh, of our previous topic where we spoke about uh, uh, email marketing, whether it's dead or not, right? So most concepts, as we say, uh, you know, there are several sides to it. And it makes more sense to uh, weigh the pros and cons, and that's what we are going to be doing today. To so to um, start with, right? So when you look at getting content, a uh, lot of marketers uh, like us, we look at uh, content as an important asset uh, in the marketing team, especially uh, in terms of generating leads, building awareness, or uh, even uh, you know creating the initial lead list or hype for the product. It's it's a significant part of uh, growth hacking, uh, so to speak, for so many people. But there is also another school of thought where uh, there are a set of people that say uh, content gating is dead. And that also makes a lot of sense uh, when you look at it from their lens. For instance, they say that, uh, uh, hey, uh, use your content, make it more accessible to people, let it be engaging, let it uh, create that engagement, let it create that awareness, and let people consume that content, build a relationship with you, build their trust with you. And uh, if they like what you have to say, they will um, eventually uh, end up uh, in your uh, buying cycle and they will sign up for your product or at least uh, demo your product and take the conversation forward. So um, marketers are kind of divided on both sides, right? So should you uh, be gating? Should you not be gating? Um, So if you look at it, uh, at least from my perspective, I don't really think uh, one is good or the other is bad. You know, it's not that uh, black and white, so to speak. Uh, It's only different shades of gray. And uh, like most things in marketing, right? So I would definitely not say that uh, content, uh, content gating is dead. What do you say, Manish? Yeah, I definitely don't think it's dead. And from a marketer's perspective, I would bet that even if it's dead, we should bring it back from the grave and make it work again. Because here is my thing, right? I think I have a love and hate relationship with gated content because from a consumer's point of view, I hate content gating. I hate that I have to put my email ID or swipe my credit card or do some kind of exchange in return of reading or consuming content but from a marketing point of view there is so much you can do if you do it well there is a high return on investment of the kind of content that you can get it depends on how you do it in fact i was reading an article uh, recently by uh, optin monster where it talks about it talks about a ton of its clients benefiting from uh, content getting and in particular there is uh, there was this client of, of uh, optin monster which you know, they helped this client launch a trading strategy guide to gain over 11,000 targeted subscribers to the list in a little over a month. 
and that's huge right 11000 subscribers in a span of little over a month is amazing that's pretty impressive in my books and that's why i say you know from a marketer's point of view it's great if you can use or leverage your content gating to get to the goals that you want to get and there are certain criterias that you have to determine in order to get your content before you do such kind of things you have to uh, really be sure about having your product marketing uh, alignment product market alignment before you get a content otherwise that becomes your priority and uh, you also have to make sure that you really have some value to share to your target audience before you decide to get it behind a paywall or something um you also have to make sure what exactly is the goal that you are chasing you have to make sure is it leads that you want out of this content or is it just branding making noise for your brand if you want branding for example i think you you shouldn't con- get your content because uh ungating content actually has more advantages in terms of uh, increasing your organic search in terms of making uh, increasing your organic word of mouth marketing impact and all that thing right so those are some of the criteria the also the, the another point uh, which i want uh, which i also want to touch here is content gating can also work as a litmus test to see who actually is a meaningful customer for your brand and who is not it's kind of like building a moat around your brand to attract the right kind of customer so if you have clarity on these fronts i think you can get your content with more confidence in fact if you want to uh, you know get a little more clarity on this there's this beautiful flow chart by hubspot uh, it's titled should i get this content maybe we can put a link to that blog page uh, in the show notes and it can actually be a great a uh, uh, great starting point for marketers listening to this podcast to determine if the kind of content that you are considering to get is uh, valuable enough for you to get behind a paywall or not yeah that's that's a wonderful resource i think uh, you brought up manish i think it will be useful for a lot of our uh, uh, listeners uh, to check that out and that said you know um, i would also like to look at um, the broader perspective of what are the different ways to get content and let's also look at what are the kind of contents that we can go about getting so uh, uh, as as we can go with the first one to start with let's say the ways of getting content right so uh, fundamentally um, i have about uh, three different ways that i can uh, speak right off my head one is uh, the paywall aspect that you mentioned just a little while ago uh, that is uh, let's say for example um something like a gartner report right somebody we go to our, the uh, gartner website and we look at uh, uh, say their uh, magic quadrants or even the uh, um, you know even the larger uh, reports that is very specific to a company or a landscape uh, for that matter um if it's of quality content and if it's well researched and uh, uh, if you think it 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 makes sense to uh, be put behind a paywall and people will value that then uh, use this option and then uh you have the subscription uh, model as well which a lot of saas companies follow and even if you uh, produce quality content like say for example something like a, a harvard business review hbr um, has a subscription model of content which you can uh, get over your emails once you subscribe um whether it's paid or not uh, that's that's up to uh, each and every one of you uh, depending on what you give in each of your offering but um that's one model and um the last one that i can think of is uh, the typical email subscription that you see in uh, 
most SaaS companies or most product companies' websites, uh, wherein you uh, share your email address or your basic credentials about yourself, and you get to download a white paper or an ebook um, in exchange of that. So this is broadly the three different ways. And now looking at the different kinds of content that we can go about getting. So uh, before getting into that, let's also understand why we get this content, right? So more often than not, the idea is to actually use that as a lead magnet. In the sense, uh, get a set of audience uh, who want to access this content, then nurture them over a period of time and then take them to the sales cycle. So it could be something like case studies uh, or it could be something like templates. It could be your uh, um, how-to kind of a playbooks that shows you a method to achieving something. So these are all something that can go in as lead magnets that can go behind a form on your website. Or uh, it could also be something like an in-depth research report that we spoke, uh, for example, the Gartner example that we discussed. Or it could be uh, uh, proper white papers, ebooks, or sometimes even webinars. So the interesting thing about webinars is that uh, it's not just content that you uh, you're going to access right away in the form of uh, on-demand webinars. It can also be access to content that is yet to come. That is, you look at uh, a guest that that's going to uh, discuss a specific topic, and because you think that guest is credible and uh, you want to learn from them, you sign up for the webinar. That's also one way of looking at it. And then email course. Uh, again, uh, email course is one thing that you can get, but here the important point to remember is uh, how do you pitch that course? Well, do you uh, give people enough information about the kind of value that they are going to get after signing up? So those are the important aspects that uh, you keep into mind. Absolutely. I think you touched upon some very important points, Yag. I think uh, generating leads or uh, getting your lead quota is definitely number one priority for a lot of growth professionals, for a lot of marketing and salespeople. So getting content is always a great strategy if you want to attract a certain number of leads to your brand. I think that's always number one in uh, every marketing team's priority. The other reasons I think um, why marketers want to gate content is because they want to uh, build a quid pro quo arrangement with that content where uh, they say, you know, hey, we have built, we have worked hard to create this value-based content that we want to share with you, but we don't want to share it with the world. Just give us the right kind of information and we will give it to you in exchange of that data. I think a lot of times it's uh, like a barter system where brands come out to the public or at least to the targeted audience and say, give us this, give us what we want and we'll give you this that is going to enrich your professional life, make your uh, jobs easier and all that. I think that's another reason. The other few reasons that I can think of, of why marketers or marketing teams get the content is because like you mentioned earlier, it is a very strong way to attract the right kind of audience to your brand instead of inviting every Tom, Dick and Harry to consume that content, right? It's it's like a lead filtering mechanism where you prevent junk leads from passing on to the sales team. Um, it makes your synergy with the sales team also better when you do the content getting well. And uh, the other reasons that I can think of is it's also when marketers want to make sure that the unique set of information or the special knowledge that they want to share is relevant only to the few. And I think you gave uh, the examples of industry reports and other kind of research paper, which are, uh, you know, which might be pretty dry and unglamorous to the rest of the world, but for the uh, 
a handful of few customers that a particular brand wants to target, it can be a gold mine of information, right? So content gating is actually very meaningful in these kind of scenarios. The other times when marketers get content is when they have worked hard on a piece of content, they have researched it, they have designed it beautifully, they have put a lot of hard work, invested a lot of time on it, and then they want to build a hype around it. They want to build a hype around the campaign saying, hey, look at this. This has never been done before and we have come up with something very unique and you definitely want to read this, but here is what do you have to give in return to consume it. I think those are some of the more reasons why marketing teams or brands go behind gating content. Absolutely. Uh, so I, I love uh, what you said, Manish. So I would love to extend that a little bit by uh, you know also sharing a little bit of my thoughts around uh, how um, uh, content gating can actually benefit Right. So we, we spoke about the reasons why people go about gating, but there are also certain benefits. So um, if you're looking at uh, you know increasing the number of signups or uh, the leads uh, for your website, then uh, of course, you know, gating content uh, makes some sense because it's a start. But the key thing that I would advise or I, I mean, uh, advice is probably not the right word, uh, but I would say I would suggest or I would uh, ask you to think about is, when you pass on this kind of a lead generated or this kind of uh, a sign up from an ebook or a white paper, uh, you make sure that you you pass these leads to the sales team or uh, you know you push it forward only after good amount of nurturing. Um, the number one thing that you want to keep in mind is that uh, ebook download or a white paper download is not equal to interest in your product. Just because your content was interesting, that does not mean that that qualifies to go into your sales team. So yeah, it helps you, of course, increase the number of signups and lead gen. But remember that you need to be uh, nurturing these leads over a period of time until they get to a point of uh, showing interest in your product and um, being ready to uh, uh, move into the sales cycle. But of course, uh, this journey helps them accelerate that, and that's what uh, this facilitates. Second thing is, uh, you know, of course, uh, let's look at some uh, numbers in these areas: how uh, gated content performs versus your pop-ups and probably even your landing pages. So, um, approximately, when you look at uh, the the conversion from pop-ups, it's it's roughly about uh, three to uh, three point zero nine percent, and uh, for landing pages, it's anywhere between uh, two to two point three percent. But um, though I don't have the exact conversion point for, uh, say, uh, gated content, um, I'm pretty sure that uh, the promise that you have on the page before uh, people go on to fill up the forms, it definitely makes sure that the conversion there is a little higher. Um, I, I, I can definitely say that with some amount of confidence, though I don't have the number. Uh, and uh, as you also touched upon, Manish, right, we spoke about uh, attracting a very specific uh, kind of people uh, you gave the example of that uh, research report from a Gartner being a gold mine and so on right so uh, in, in a let's think think of us this in a typical ABM kind of a scenario uh, where uh, you're going after a specific kind of content for uh, say the users of a product and then a specific kind of content for the influencers in your company you give them the battle cards you give them information about uh, uh, you know how your product fits into the ecosystem and so on and so forth whereas uh, you give another uh, different kind of content for the uh, decision makers of the company where you talk about the ROI, you talk about the ROI calculators, the total cost ownership and things like that. So you really need to uh, gate content in those different journeys to make sure that uh, each kind of content is being consumed by specific kind of people so that you resonate with that. And uh, finally, I would say um, by gating content, you can also uh, get an overall picture of 
who are the kind of people that are signing up to access certain pieces of content. Uh, you might get information about their titles, their companies, so you get an overall picture of uh, uh, is your content being meaningful to the right kind of audience or not. So that's that's those are the few things that uh, I'm thinking, Anish. Yeah, great point, Jack. But uh, to the people who are listening this episode today, I think it sounds more like we are advocating the uh, good size of content getting. Uh, we might sound like we are only saying uh, it works, you should do it and all that. Not Definitely not so because I think we also have a few points to say that there are reasons and there are times when content getting fails. And let me tell you a few that I have in mind. I think content getting is an absolutely ill-defined strategy when you don't have an in-depth content or value-driven content to share with your target audience. I think it just becomes a fun hobby for your marketing team to do that. But uh, when you when you share a shallow content that doesn't have depth or value to give to the audience, it might actually backfire. It might actually lead the customers to lose trust with your brand. So if you don't have a well-researched piece of content, if your online course is not really well done, you better ungate it and maybe, you know, uh, make it open to the world instead of trying to uh, keep it behind, uh, you know, a paywall or a subscription wall. Uh, the other reason when you should not do content gearing is when your marketing goal is more about branding and not about immediate conversions or sales. What do I mean by that? For example, if you are a small startup company, you are up and coming, you are just starting out and you want to make noise about your brand instead of uh, going after volumes of sales, I think it makes sense to ungate your content and create as much ungated content as possible to improve your organic search results instead of trying to you know, write a few content pieces and keep it behind paywalls because people are not aware of your brand in the first place. So it's useless to try and create an artificial exclusivity around it. I think that's a lost cause. Nobody nobody cares if you are not a well-known brand when you try to get content. And uh, the third point when you should not get content or when it fails is when, for example, the topic is done to death by other players in the competition and you're trying to reinvent the wheel by doing the same thing. I think people might fall for it a uh, one time or two times but if you keep doing it uh, again and again I think it's a bad strategy and it shows very badly on your brand you should definitely not do that and um, you should also not get your content when you don't have a larger plan for what you plan to do with the data being gathered out of that campaign the gating content campaign right for example if your goal with the lead content uh, lead magnet content is to get as many email addresses as possible sure that's a great strategy but what do you want to do with that data that set of email that you collected if you don't have that plan if you don't have plan to nurture them like yag suggested in the in one of his earlier points i think that's a bad strategy and you should not do it you should definitely reconsider getting your content before doing these things yeah, I totally love this. You know, it's, it's a good balance that, uh, you know, you brought about from where we started talking about whether we should gate uh, or we should not, whether is it, the trend is moving towards uh, uh, non-gating content or why should you gate and all of that. Um, so that said, uh, you know, since we are coming towards uh, the end of today's episode, uh, let's, let's bring about 
uh, the final balance on should you be gating or should you not. So as I said uh, in the very beginning, the answer is not uh, black and white. So I would rather give you uh, two different buckets and say that these are uh, the reasons why you should gate and these are the reasons why you shouldn't. So under, under the bucket of uh, one of the situations where you should go about gating content is if you produce quality content, if you think it's uh, high quality, exclusive and means uh, something to a very specific focus set of audience, then yes, you should definitely gate content. And then uh, if uh, it's a good, it's a good strategy uh, if you uh, have a plan uh, to make use of uh, the the leads generated out of this and then drive them towards uh, a particular uh, customer journey and which ultimately uh, translates into revenue, then yes, uh, of course, gating is is definitely a good option. Finally, um, if you think. It is a very specific niche like uh, we spoke focused or we discussed about the ABM strategy where we are looking at specific content for specific people, then uh, gating it and making sure that it reaches the right people, uh, it makes a lot of sense. So what are uh, the situations where it doesn't make sense to gate your content, right? So um, so if your content is not deep enough, if uh, it's, uh, it's, it's like... Um, on the go consuming kind of content uh, where pretty much like what you put out on social media and things like that or or uh, uh, awareness blog probably then better not uh, not to gate that and uh, one very important reason uh, never to gate content is just because your competition is doing it just because others in the market are doing this uh, this stands not only for uh, content gating this pretty much stands for everything in marketing uh, be it's like adwords be it uh, uh, being on social media or so on and so forth never do something just because somebody else is doing it unless you have a clear plan for that finally um, if uh, you don't want uh, to follow up on the leads right so if you're just doing uh, if you're just collecting leads and then those are going to sit idle in your crm or probably with your sdr team then uh, definitely don't uh, get content so with that uh, we would love to uh, uh, leave it open for you to come back to us uh, in the comments or uh, discuss with, on, uh, with us on social media on what you think about this so that's that from us uh, folks thank you for listening to us uh, and until we meet you next time this is bye from me Yag. and this is bye from me Take care. Thanks for listening to the ABM Conversations podcast. Make sure you subscribe and share your comments with us. We're constantly looking for your feedback, thoughts, and suggestions to make the show more relevant to you. 